It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Welcome to Guardians Weekly on the Cleveland Guardians Radio Network. Guardians Weekly is brought to you by Progressive, helping Guardians fans save hundreds on car insurance. Today, we join you live on location from the Huntington Convention Center in downtown Cleveland. It's Guards Fest 2024. Great to have you with us for our show this week. And uh, we are pleased we have great guests lined up. Tanner Bybee, who had such a great season a year ago on the mound for the Guardians. He'll join us much later on in our show. Dan Cohen from Guardians Youth Baseball. We'll talk about some of the great camps coming your way this summer for your kids. And we will also be joined by manager Stephen Vogt in just a little bit. But we want to get right to it as we are joined by the new bench coach for the Cleveland Guardians on a, a coaching staff that has some new names to it, including Craig Albernaz, who has joined us here. And uh, Craig, thanks for coming by. Appreciate it. No, thanks for having me. It's been a great event, and it's, it's been fun seeing everybody. I was going to say, how's your day going? I know you, they had you running around a little bit. Absolutely. It's been long, but it's been it's been great for me. It's uh, it's a sign that baseball season's right around the corner. So it's everyone's excited to get outside and being new to the organization. I would imagine an event like this is uh, probably twofold in allowing you to, to get comfortable in a new location. You had been with the Giants for four years and um, how much of a transition can that be when you change organizations? Oh, it's a big transition. I mean, you have to learn the, all the players and also just the, everyone in the front office and the coaching staff and the support staff. Like, it's a lot that goes into it. So being able to get face-to-face -face with everyone, especially the coaching staff. You know, a lot of, we've been doing a lot of Zoom calls, a lot of phone conversations, a lot of text exchanges to actually get some face-to-face -face time with people that you've just been grinding in the offseason with. Um, it just kind of energizes you and gets you ready for spring training fans who may not be familiar with your story they may be saying oh bench coach what's the connection there with with cleveland if he had been with san francisco um, with your most recent job and and how about that connection how did this develop this opportunity uh, yeah this developed uh kind of an interesting story i actually was asked to interview for the for the managing job um and they went you know with the votey hire and in different direction which was which was awesome and they decided that you know they want to have an opportunity to bring me on staff. So originally I was the the field coordinator, you know, because we had you know Demario Hale was was still here. So I mean I was excited to work with Hale and and just to pick his brain and such a great baseball mind and you know it was great for him that he got a great opportunity with Toronto and you know it happened to fill a, had a void with our staff and and Vody had to fill it and it just so happened that 
I got elevated to the bench coach and you bring in someone as dynamic and as talented as Kai Carrera as well to fill that field coordinator role. So it's it, it's exciting and, and I'm just very fortunate how everything happened and unfolded. And it always helps to have a relationship with your manager and that's the case with most, most bench coaches. You and Stephen both go back a long way, don't you? Yeah, it goes back a long way. That's why it's kind of just a, how everything transpired is crazy. Um, you know, with Vody being the manager and, you know, me being really close and good friends with him and just it's it's been a great experience so far and for him to be a first year manager and to me to be a first year bench coach and do this together, it's exciting. Um, but also, you know, going through this, it's we have that relationship where we can be extremely honest with each other and tell us exact tell each other exactly how it is and because we're in it for the right reasons. We're here to win. Um, to get players better and we realize that we are going to mess up and we all that's part of the game and we have the ability to learn from each other and push each other. Craig Albernes joining us. He's the new bench coach for the Cleveland Guardians. You were saying earlier, is this one of the first interviews you've done today without a translator? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, obviously with my accent, I'm, I'm from Massachusetts. So, uh, you know, it definitely comes on a little thicker sometimes. And, you know, I my wife, you know, she's originally from Philly. So I have to repeat myself a lot at home. So I'm used to uh, repeating myself. So that's my usual stick is like I need a translator so people can understand me outside of Massachusetts. Does she have a good South Philly accent? It's some. It depends. When she's around her friends that she like grew up with, oh, it comes out absolutely. She, I, and I make fun of her a little bit that like she's playing up to it, you know, and trying to lay it on a little thicker. Um, but yeah, no, she has a little bit in there. So our our kids are going to be messed up. You know, they're going to they hear my accent, they got the Philly accent for my wife. So it's going to be interesting. Uh, two good accents though. So they have that going for them. Yeah, they had that going for them absolutely. And then also my my oldest son who's seven, he was one at the time. We actually live in Australia for a winter. So he had to deal with the Australian accent as well. So if our kid is messed up, sorry, CJ, that's, that's on me. Uh, you tried the best you could. Uh, that's, that's all we can do as parents. Just try the best you can to figure it out. Greg Alvarez is joining us. He's the bench coach for the Guardians' new bench coach. And several new names on the staff. You mentioned Kai Correa and a uh, new bullpen coach in Brad Goldberg. Yeah. And um, how's that? How does that mesh come into play? And how important is it that that everybody blends together by the time the season rolls around to really help the players as best you can. Yeah, because you, you, you want to have that continuity going into spring training because at the end of the day, it's all about the players and you want to make sure that all the work behind the scenes is done and we have that relationship that we can problem solve together, bounce ideas off each other and build that trust because in any work environment, you want to have trust with your coworkers where you can kind of speak freely, challenge ideas, bounce stuff off each other. So we want to make sure that we have that relationship already. And that's what this fight, this makes this place, you know, in my opinion, really special in Cleveland with what Chris and Cherney have built. And, you know, coming from Tito as well is, you know, this to how much they value people and invest in people. Um, so stepping right in with this job, you can kind of see that as well and seeing Val and Espo and, you know, Brad Goldberg, who's been here <clears throat> from the area, like they've woken us with open arms. So it's just us kind of feeling each other out. So that's why I've been like this, <clears throat> being in person with each other has been uh, really immensely. How much were you aware of that culture, if at all, when you were working for West Coast team, National League, not a whole lot of uh, interleague play between the two teams. Uh, any You're awareness right. at all of what was going on here? I have, yeah. Um, you know, being around Kevin Cash with the Rays, you know, I came up with, an, you know, in the Rays organization, both as a player and as a staff member. Um, so when I actually first started coaching was when Cash got hired as, to, to be the manager. So I was actually at, in Tropicana Field 
signed my minor league contract as a coach and Cashy was there. So we got to talk and Cashy built a very similar culture in Tampa. It was already there, but he just took it to the next level um, and integrated a lot of the minor league side with the big league side. And Cashy always said he got that from Cleveland and being here and right away going through the interview process, it just stood out right away. It jumped out at you. And, and it's something where I told my wife, I'm like, that's the place where I want to work. Like, that's the place I want to be around. You mentioned your time with Tampa Bay. With Stephen Vogt, um, helpful. I mean, obviously, you don't want to be in the minor leagues. As, uh, for a long time, you'd, you'd love to, to move quickly. Not everyone can. But can that be helpful sometimes in this role, especially with a young team where some players may be going back and forth between here and the minor leagues, knowing what, what they're going through because you've lived some of that? Yeah, absolutely. I played, I mean, I grinded. I played nine years in the minor leagues, never made it to the big leagues. And... You know, it, it always reminds myself, like, how hard this game is. This game is so tough. It doesn't matter if you're the best player in the world. You know, you're, you're still going to fail, and you're going to have your bad days and bad stretches. And the great ones and the really good ones can navigate those ups and downs. And, you know, for us as coaching staff, is uh, you want to set your players up to be successful and the best chance to succeed. But it's also educating them, <clears throat> knowing that, yeah, you're going to fail, but did we get better is our process right you know are down the road can we learn from this and can you do other things to help us win can you do the small things and be a good teammate and that's something that Bodie's been preaching so that's something where in my role and a bunch of other guys on staff as well that's what we're championed for so we're all aligned on that we're all for the players and we're never going to forget how hard this game is have you had enough of the Zoom calls and meetings and stuff? You ready to get on the field and, and ready, get going? Ready to get on the field. You get so much more done when you're in person and having conversations than the Zoom call. The Zoom calls have been great. <clears throat> you know, everyone's been welcoming. A lot of great debates and, you know, and challenging, like, how we want to do things and how we want to, like, stuff to look going into the spring training. But when you're with, you know, people, and especially in the baseball world, <clears throat> with the camaraderie, um, it's just great to kind of you just want to get down there and just and just stock it. You know, once you see the lines and you smell the grass in particular, you know it's baseball time. Craig, thanks so much for coming by. Everything you've done today, I know you've had a busy day, but uh, we appreciate you ending it right here. Yeah, thank you. You can hear my voice going. I'm hey, sorry. Yeah, it's you been, made it to it's the been end. A ground trying. Yeah, thank you. It's been awesome. That's Craig Albernez, the new bench coach for the Guardians. Stay tuned. Stephen Vogt, the new manager, is coming your way next on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. I wish I was a better golfer. Four is an odd word to yell. Whoa, where'd you come from? It's me, Flo, and I'm here to grant your wish of Progressive taking $50 off your deductibles. Just choose the deductible savings bank feature and finish a policy period without filing a claim or having a driving violation. Great, but um, what about my golf swing? Oh, I just do insurance. Sorry. Sign up for Progressive and opt into more savings. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Not available in all states or situations. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to the Huntington Convention Center in downtown Cleveland. It is Guardians Weekly. Jim Rosenhouse along with you live on location this week, which is awesome. It's been a fun Guards Fest 2024. All kinds of activities here. Good turnout from the fans, and we are happy to be joined by the new manager for the Cleveland Guardians, Stephen Vogt. Stephen, we haven't been able to say that for a long time for good reason, and uh, you have a chance to be the 45th manager in franchise history, and uh, I, I imagine that doesn't get old anytime soon. No, it doesn't. Um, this has been such a fun day uh, being here, seeing all the fans here at Guard Fest, uh, seeing the players, the coaches, everybody getting together. It's just been a blast, and I hope that never gets old hearing that. Does it make the whole situation seem a little more real now that you're actually seeing people in person? Yeah, I think yesterday was the first day I actually felt like a manager, um, just kind of getting to see the players, getting to be in the clubhouse and, and being in that environment. Great story in that. You, you retired two years ago, were uh, a coach with the Mariners a season ago, and here you are in a manager's chair. And um, when you look back on it, what what do you think helped you and maybe set you apart in that interview process here that's allowed you to be in this position now? I, I think it was just the advice I got from Scott Service and Jerry Depoto coming into this. It's be yourself. Show them who you are. If you're not their guy, that's okay. It doesn't mean you're not a, a, a good candidate. It just means you're not what they're looking for. So just going into the interview, I was very open and honest about who I am, and that's, I don't have a ton of experience, you're right, and, but I have paid attention and I'm willing to learn. And I think just being open and honest about that, that yeah, you're right, I've never sat in this seat, I've never done this job before, but I'm willing to learn and I'm open to, to any ideas you guys have to share. I thought you gave a great answer. I, I don't remember if it was the, the opening press conference, but someone may have asked you how you would, uh, the, the decisions you have to make in a game how many there are and, and maybe how you hand, how it factors into handling a pitching staff. And you had a great answer about being a catcher and how many decisions you had to make in a game. Yeah, I mean, being a catcher, you're making 175 to 200 in-game decisions every single night, and any one of them can be the winning or losing pitch. So when it comes to making decisions in-game, the catching experience is huge because every single pitch matters. So now, in this seat, it's making those in-game decisions. Yeah, they're a little bit bigger. When do you pinch hit? Who do you bring in from the bullpen? But Again, feeling the game, knowing our personnel, and having Carl Willis standing to my left, I feel very confident in, in my abilities. Stephen Vogt joining us. He's the new manager for the Cleveland Guardians. Uh, just before we went on the air, let's talk some baseball. Should we let the team you have, um, let's start with Jose Ramirez. Uh, from the other side, you've seen him play for many years. Uh, what do you see in him that, that has you excited that that's your, your top player? Um, first of all, he's a pain in the backside uh, when you're playing against him. So uh, knowing that I'm on the same side as him now gives me, gives me a lot of hope and a lot of happiness. But the thing with Hosey, not only is he a tireless worker, not only is he one of the best players in our game, but he plays the game hard and he plays the game the right way every single day. And when your best player, when your superstar, when he's doing that, when he's getting hustle doubles, when he's running hard out of the box, every single other player, that's going to be the expectation. So as a manager, you don't even have to set that expectation because your best player is doing that every single day. So when he's the gold standard for how we're going to play baseball, that just helps everybody else fall in line, and that's his leadership. 
your one year coaching with the Mariners, pretty good pitching in Seattle. Yeah. Really good. Yes. And you come to an organization that's known for pitching uh, as a manager now. That has to be awfully comforting. What you'll get out of your starting rotation and bullpen. Yeah, the arms, the arms that we have here, I, I couldn't be more excited about. Um, every single person that's in that rotation, every single person in that bullpen. Oh, and by the way, we're going to have some great arms on the way as well. Uh, you need depth, and we have it. And you need guys that can come in and get outs, and we have it. Guys have nasty stuff, and it's there's so many similar parallels to the pitching here as there is in Seattle. And I couldn't be more excited about the group we have, and, and knowing that our starters are going to give us quality starts more often than not and then we can shorten the game with how good our bullpen is youth is something that that has been a key watchword here for the past couple of seasons youngest roster in baseball why can that be good I think it's good because we can help these players figure out who they are and who they want to be um, they have the talent they have the ability and now they're going to they're going to turn into major leaguers and turn into perennial all-stars and great players and we get to have a hand in that we get to push them to be their best every single day and when when you're young you have energy and we're going to feed into that energy every single day and we're going to take a lot of games and we're going to come in and people are going to be like man that was a tough series because we've got these young exciting players that are figuring out who they are and it's going to be really fun to watch seems like the game is changing a little bit too where where youth is good and and what that can bring athlete wise yeah i mean the talent level of players getting to the major leagues now is better than it's ever been i mean we've got we've got guys hitting the ball harder throwing the ball harder running faster stronger arms than we've ever seen and now it's having them understand how to play the game and that's our job is to teach them how to play the game and get better every single day but the talent that these young guys have is so much far advanced than people were when I was coming up. Stephen Vogt joining us. He's the new manager for the Cleveland Guardians. We're at Guards Fest in downtown Cleveland. Um, I know a big thing that you've been doing over the first couple of months is putting together a staff that you're comfortable with. Um, it seems like you've hit on some really good stuff in, in terms of the new and those who are staying on. And, and how difficult was that to try and get that good balance and people in here that you can be working with on a daily basis? Uh, I'm glad we're done with that process because <laughs> that, uh, that was stressful. But I really feel like we have a good mix of experienced coaches, younger coaches, new ideas, old school thoughts. We have a really cool kind of mesh. And when you're talking about the people coming back, when you have Carl Willis and Sandy Alomar Jr. right out of the get-go and our pitching team with Joe Torres um, and Chris Felica coming back, who I love Val. I think he does a great job. And the way he speaks to our, our hitters, the, the way that he can, you know, conceptualizes hitting, I, I think we have a great team in place. And we've brought in complementary pieces to challenge our ideals, to challenge what we might think. And I think that's what you need. You need a group of people that's willing to challenge each other and in a productive way. And now we get all on the same page to push our players in that direction. Real quick, staying on, on the baseball theme, do you even look at the rest of the division right now? Or are you just so locked in on what's going on here and how to make this team as good as possible? All that matters is us. It doesn't matter who we're playing. It doesn't matter what players are on the other side. If we go out and we play our game, we take care of our stuff, we're going to win a lot of games. As soon as you start talking about other teams, as soon as you start focusing on the other side, now you lose sight of what we're trying to accomplish. And we know in our room what we believe, and that's that we're going to, going to be the best team in the Central. And we believe that wholeheartedly and that we're going to preach nothing different. So, yes, we see what's going on. We understand that there's things that new pieces coming into the division. That doesn't matter. All that matters is us and, and what our group believes. Stephen Vogt, thanks for everything today, and uh, thanks for coming by for a little bit. Oh, it was awesome. It was a great day. It was so, so fun to see all the fans out here. 
it's time for baseball. It springs right around the corner. We couldn't be more excited. There he is, the 45th manager of the Cleveland baseball franchise, Stephen Vogt. And we will have more of Guardians Weekly after this. These are the kind of summer nights you're thinking about in January when the wind chills about 10 below and snow is blowing all over Northeast Ohio. The pitch swung on, that's a gapper toward the right center. On the run of Straw, he slides and made the catch! He's done it again! Jose Ramirez, a three-hit game, the pitch. He swings and rips another base hit to the gap in right center. Cut off by Kane. He'll go for two. Throw to second, head first slide, double! Naylor with a drive to deep right center. Away back, gone! Oh, no doubt about it. Bomb to the bullpen in right center. Now the one-two. A swing and a miss. Ball game. And Class A overmatches the Yankees in the night. Boy, this has got a chance to be another fun summer off the shores of Lake Erie. How did Hammy know it would be minus 10 with blowing snow in January in Cleveland? I don't understand it. He knows everything. <laughs> we are joined now by, as we welcome you back in, to Guards Fest. We're at the Huntington Convention Center in downtown Cleveland. Jim Rosenhouse along with you for Guardians Weekly this week. And we welcome in Dan Cohen, who's the field manager for Cleveland Guardians Youth Camps. And uh, that's a summer right there. It uh, won't be long now before... Uh, Moms and dads throughout Northeast Ohio will be signing their kids up for summer camps. And, Dan, uh, I know that's got to be a, a fun part of your job, knowing that you're getting kids involved in our great game and, and teaching them from the pros. Absolutely. Um, yeah, we start uh, the first week, uh, first week of June, and we run all the way through June, all the way through July. We have, I think, 10 uh, full, uh, full five-day camps, um, and then we have three partial week camps all around the city as far east as um, – Perry, as far west as uh, Oberlin, as far south as Bolivar, so all around the city. And it seems like more camps than, than you've had in the past. Yes, we last year we had seven, so that, like, we're about doubling this year. Awesome. And you had a camp here today. Yeah, we had. How did that go? Yeah, we had three great clinics. We invited uh, kids who attended our camps last year to participate in uh, a hitting clinic, a fielding and pitching clinic, and a fielding clinic um, with our coaches. And then there were about a dozen for each each clinic, a dozen players out there just mixing in, helping, um, just uh, interacting with the kids and kind of spreading their, sharing some advice. I was going to say, in the summer, with the season going, it, it's probably hard to get one or two players to, to really be a part of it. This must have been just an absolute treat, knowing there's 30 guys here that you can pull from. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, during during the summer, um, one uh, a guy shows up for about an hour or two every, every uh, once a week, and they do, do Q and A, uh, take some pictures, um, and really just tell them what it's like to be a big leaguer. Talking about their their path to the big leagues and kind of really sharing with them um, that it's all you got to every big league players aren't so much different than kids. They just they're just kids who just keep showing up. When you look at yeah, what you do on a daily basis. I know it, it's somewhat new for you, but you're not new to the organization. And and how has that helped just your, your past association with the Guardians at the major league level at times? Sure, yeah. So 
I grew up in Cleveland. Like you were playing all those uh, highlights of Hammy, it just took me back to when I was a kid listening to him. So I also um, I worked on the baseball operations side and video and scouting for over 10 years. So I've been on. I've been the kids at camp. I've been the players that uh, I've been around the players at camp and. My whole thing is trying to take what I learned my, with my time around the players on the major league team and telling it to what a 10-year-old me would have wanted to hear and what it could have, could have gotten better from and could have learned from. Um, and just, again, trying to take everything that these players know, the collective knowledge that's just more than I would ever forget like more than, uh, and to share it with those kids. And when you look at, at setting up a program for the summer, obviously you want to make sure the best staff possible is there, but uh, how difficult is it to find locations that, that can accommodate a week-long camp? Um, it's it's actually kind of fun to go around and look at, kind of meet uh, people around the community, uh, coaches, uh, athletic directors, learn, learn different facilities. There's some great facilities around the area that I had no idea existed, um, like Andrews Osborne. I grew up in Shaker Heights. Willoughby's 20 minutes from me. That facility is it's like a college facility. I had no idea it was there. Kids this year will get to be at, at, at the Crusher Stadium in Avon Lake. The Cleveland State uh, softball field, Division One softball field, Oberlin College, Tri-C College, so a lot of great college fields, high school fields in the area, and just communities that are excited to bring Guardians baseball to their kids. Has the program grown much over the last couple of seasons? Yeah, so last year I think we had five or 600 kids, um, and this year with double the amount of camps, we're hoping to get double the amount of kids. Um, so yeah, it's just an upward trajectory. All right, someone listening to this saying, hey, that sounds like fun. Um, how do they get more information and sign up um, so you can sign up on our website um, clevelandguardians.com slash youth camps um, uh, more info and yeah and so we take kids uh, travel kids if you're a travel all-star if you're like the best player on your team will take you if you've never picked up a bat before you, you're, you're gonna learn something new kids like everybody gets better um, at our camps it's, it's almost harder to not get better than to get better if that makes sense you were saying earlier Big Cleveland fan back in the 90s. and In fact, you came to, when this event was at the Wolstein Center, um, do you wish there were these camps when when you were a kid that, that you could go to? Of course, yeah. yeah. I Just to be in the full uniform, being around the kid, uh, players and getting to ask them questions and getting to kind of visualize what it would be like to be a big leaguer, I, I, I 100%. Dan Cohen, thanks so much for coming by. Always good to see you. You too. Uh, miss you around the club on a regular basis, but good to see you're back in it on on the uh, youth baseball side. Thanks a lot for coming by. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. And again, it's CLE Guardians slash youth camps to find out about the great summer camps, week long in a lot of cases and a lot of different locations this year for your youngster to participate in a baseball camp this summer. Uh, go online, check it out, and uh, you can sign up right there and get more information. Stay with us. We'll have more as we get closer to the end here at Guards Fest, but it's been a great day downtown at the Huntington Convention Center in downtown Cleveland. We'll have more to come after this on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. At Progressive, we love sports and saving you money, so we bundled them together. Two seconds left on the clock, third field goal range, and it looks like he's going to go with a five iron. No, wait. The quarterback is skating back on the ice. He's talking with his caddy. They're pulling the goalie. He skates off the fairway as the kicker lines off his putt. It's a breakaway. They bundled their home and auto insurance with Progressive. Touchdown savings, birdie goal. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Not available in all states or situations.
The pitch. Swing and a miss. Boy. Hentz just, just said, here's the fastball. See what you can do with it. And the answer was nothing. Otani at second. Duffy at first. Two down. Eighth inning. Five to four guardians. Hentz He lets it rip. And Mike Ford swings and misses. Three fastballs. Thanks for coming. Sam Hentges does it again. That's got to bring back good memories, huh, Sam Hentges? Yeah. Yeah, that's nice. It's <laughs> nice hearing that. We welcome you back to Guardians Weekly. We're at the Huntington Convention Center, and we're joined by Sam Hentges, who we're going to reverse roles here. You're going to be the opener for Tanner Bybee. He's the bulk guy in this one, this segment. And there's a rumor going around that Trevor Steffen might try and sneak on, too. Usually, you know, this time of the day, it's hard to get guests, but I don't know. This is good. The bullpen guys are showing up. Yeah, it seems like everybody's excited to, to get this thing going and, and close it out. <laughs> hey, uh, you're coming off two two real solid seasons in the bullpen. Um, it seems like you, you – do you consider yourself now – I'm a relief pitcher after spending a lot of your career as a starting pitcher. I, I, I do. I do. I really do. I think it's – it's a lot of fun kind of making that transition it was difficult for me at first but the past two years coming in as a full-time reliever and now doing it again it's I feel a little bit more comfortable doing so different off-season prep for you than than you used to have or the same it's different because you don't have to build up to 55 pitches like Mr. Bybee down there um, but th that makes it a little bit better because you can rest a little bit more and um, Spend a little, little bit more time, like I said, just kind of getting ready or, or ironing some kinks out in the mechanics, and um, it's, an e it's a quicker build-up. And you're part of a bullpen that's had some pretty good success here the last couple of years. Uh, you look at there'll be some different names this year, but uh, you excited to see what's out there and, and what you guys can accomplish again? For sure, we've we've I think we've done a pretty good job the past few years, and it's been for the most part the same guys down there. Um, especially at the back end with Stefan Klasse. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, it, there's a lot of very, very exciting names coming up that, that we're all excited to see in Cleveland this year. You, you make your off-season home in, in Arizona, but grew up in Minnesota. So when you come back to a, a situation like this here this weekend in Cleveland with nice weather, uh, bring back some good memories of childhood? Definitely, definitely. I, I, I enjoy the snow when I know I'm going back to Phoenix in a couple of days, um, but it, it it's always nice to, I, I, I can appreciate the snow and the cold weather. Well, Sam, we appreciate you being the opener for this segment, and now we're going to send it down the line, and uh, let's go with Trevor Steffen. We'll stay in the bullpen. Trevor Steffen stopped by. Were you working the Kona Ice That's where stand? I just came from. How was it? It was good. Took a little learning curve, but I, I figured it out. When you showed up to, to Guards Fest this year, did, did you have any idea you'd be working the ice cream machine? I didn't. I didn't even know that was, I don't even think that was an option last year. What's the key to, to getting a good icy out there in the hands of a customer? They said you got to spray some ice water or just water on top of the ice or it gets too hard. But uh, she was doing it all. I just it took me about three to get the uh, hang of it, and then I started making good cones wasn't too bad. I saw some other pitchers out there working the ice machine. Does this mean that there's going to be a Kona ice machine out in the bullpen this season? I feel like every year I feel like every year we show up and we get some new gadget down there and you don't know what it is. I feel like we got an espresso machine thanks to Brian Shaw and then it upgraded the TV 
So I don't know. Every year we get something new. Maybe it has to be an uh, icy machine. So if Tanner Bybee's rolling along with a no-hitter into the seventh, but starts to, to run into some difficulties, and they call down to the bullpen and say, Trevor, Stefan, you need to get hot, and you're right in the middle of getting yourself an icy. What do you do? You got to throw it out. I don't know. You throw it out, and then I feel like I'd come into the game and have red lips and all sorts of different. Uh... <laughs> we are solving some stuff here late in the day at Guards Fest. Hey, Sam Hench is just saying that you and he were, were at Nick Sandlin's wedding, another part of the bullpen. How, how did that go? It was a great time. I feel like uh, it was just a picture-perfect wedding. I feel like the people you get to share the weddings with make, up, make the weddings more fun, and that was a, uh, a great wedding. And, uh, you know, I've got to know Nick for three years now, and just to be invited is special and just share that moment. Well, all part of uh, a bullpen that's tight, a tight-knit unit throughout the season and, and the off-season as well. Trev, thanks for, for coming by for a little bit. Good no job worries. on the ice machine. Thank you. Thank that, you. that is Trevor Steffen. So two-thirds of the bullpen stopping by. And now Tanner Bybee, who has uh, joined us here. You're the cleanup hitter, closing things out for the, the afternoon here on Guardians Weekly. And uh, Tanner, you're coming off a, a great season. Uh, when you look back on it, so many good things happened for you, and, and when you had a chance to kind of just sit back and relax a little bit, what were your impressions of the season that you had? Uh, I think um, the start was obviously had some bumps in the road, um, kind of getting comfortable, trying to get routine down, whatever. But I think um, I think when I finally settled in, I think it was really nice. I mean, the, all the guys around me were awesome, trying to get me comfortable, and just getting to know those guys I think definitely really helped. But overall, it was a good season, but I'm ready to move to 24 at this point. So even though your numbers were, were good right out of the shoot, just the way you felt about it, not not quite where you'd like to be initially? Yeah, I didn't think so. I mean, you had some starts that were, I mean, I think everyone's going to have start like bad starts their entire career. Um, but I think um, I think stuff that I was usually pretty good at uh, wasn't as good as it could have been, um, which I think anyone could say that. I'm probably being too nitpicky, but um, that's just kind of a like, goals that I'm setting kind of. Maybe not trying to be too perfect, but just trying to improve on the next year. So when you get to the the off season, normal off season for you this year, anything going on that that would take you away from how you like to prepare? No, pretty pretty normal off season. Had a holiday at home. Had had like a trip or two when the season ended, and then that was honestly, other than that, pretty good. Had my wisdom teeth out. That kind of sucked, but that was <laughs> <laughs> there's an understatement. Yeah. <laughs> When you look at um, at that preparation for a season, does it go back to, to how you prepared when when you were at the college level and putting together a really good career there? Uh, I mean, I think the preparation here is a lot more specified, a lot more minute and kind of like detailed. Um, I think in college it was more of like a have to win mindset, like as a team, which is good. But I think if you're trying to last in the majors in my long illustrious career that I've had, um, you got to figure out. Um, what you need to do for yourself to contribute to the team to make them win instead of like a if that makes sense so yeah so it, you know it's interesting maybe this is a you know more of a global question but the the days of, of the 200 inning starting pitcher um, it seems more few and far between but can that be okay for from a team standpoint in terms of what you're trying to get to and stay healthy and be there at the end yeah i mean 100 um I mean, I think if you're, that's one of my goals to throw, like, is to throw 200 innings. I'm sure you ask Beebs, Tristan, Gavin, Logan, all those starters. 
what's like one goal I'm sure they would say like throw close to 200 innings um, I think I mean Beavs has done it in his career I'm pretty sure so I think it's definitely attainable just because it's not uh, a lot not a lot of people aren't doing it anymore I think that makes it that much more valuable if you can do it so I think you prepare and you pitch like you like you want to throw 200 innings and I think at that point you just kind of get what's given to you at that point once you release the ball you don't know what's going to happen kind of same same idea Tanner Bybee's joining us, coming off a really fine season, second in the American League Rookie of the Year voting. Uh, you rolled off the names of, of pitchers in the starting rotation here, and gosh, he could go back years, and, and it's similar in that you're rolling off some of the best pitchers in the game. What is it like to be in that type of rotation, especially as a, as a young pitcher in terms of how it can help you? Yeah, um, I think it's awesome. I mean, I think we have, it, like, we have three young guys we have Tristan, who's been electric when he's been on the field. I mean, Shane's kind of the quote-unquote old guy, even though he's been in the league for like five years. <laughs> but um, I think, I mean, we have the makings to be extremely special, and I think it's awesome that um, we all could be possibly be so good because I think it, it helps us feed off of each other. I think it really helps us um, kind of like breed some healthy competition. Of like you watch a guy throw the night before and you're like, ooh, I want to do better than that, or like, ooh, like I want to like be just as good as him, just because like not in like an unhealthy way, like oh, I want to be better than him, but like it's like a, all right, like he set the standard, like let's go meet it, like let's go win this game, let's go like win a series, let's go try to sweep a series, kind of a thing. So I think that's I think the healthy breeding competition I think is the most important thing for a pitching staff. Real quick at the end, um, our last question. You're going to your first major league spring training yeah. in a month. Yeah. How funny is that after the season that you had? I feel like I gotta be the first person ever to have like a full year of service time and not have a year of spring training <laughs> under my belt. I or, think it's hilarious. It has to be a record. Looking forward to that? I think it's gonna be fun, yeah. <laughs> Tanner Bybee going to his first major league spring training, but coming off a great year, and thanks so much for coming by today. Yeah, absolutely, thank you. And as Tanner Bybee, a 10-game winner a season ago, second in the American League. Rookie of the Year voting. Thanks to Tanner, Trevor Steffen, Sam Henches, also Dan Cohen, new manager Stephen Vogt, and also Craig Albernez, the new bench coach as well. Mike Pika here at uh, the commands, and Brian Matze back at command center working the controls there. This is Jim Rosenhouse. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you were here today at Guards Fest, hope you had a great time, and uh, we will talk to you again next week for another edition of Guardians Weekly right here on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. Weekly has been brought to you by Progressive, helping Guardians fans save hundreds on car insurance.